0: this spiritual fix now presenting question and answer time where you can ask us any question
1: hey chris hello anna when more than one person asks us a question or if it's a really juicy question we feel like a bonus episode is appropriate exactly, exactly. so the question was chris
0: Is how do you identify and then break soul contracts?
1: Right. So in episode 15, season two, we interviewed our shaman, Robbie. We discussed the removal of soul contracts. Essentially, if you're noticing a pattern in your life of say, Oh, impotence. Well, maybe you made a celibacy sole contract in a previous life, right? Or maybe you just can't seem to hold on to money. Your car breaks down, like all these unknown expenses come up, even when you're making more money. So you're staying at the same economical wage, you know, maybe it's because in a past life, you made a vow of poverty. So, Or, or, you know, you're trying to get rid of this quote unquote toxic person in your life and you just keep going back to them. Maybe you had a soul contract with them in a past life. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about soul contracts. So Christina, can you explain how to identify the soul contract?
0: Yeah. And it's being dropped into me right now that we need to have a little two minute primer on muscle testing. Okay, (laughs) is for some reason, we're giving you guys some tools in this bonus. And this is a massive, massively important. What I like to think of is I'm going to tell you two ways of doing it. One is with the body and one is with the hand. And they're both incredibly good. And I'll just to give you some background, this can also be called kinesiology, but it's muscle testing, it's dousing with the body. And it is a way of divining a yes or no answer from the truth that exists within your body. And so the idea is that the physical body reacts to stimulus, excuse me, the physical body reacts to stimulus, to things that are negative in answer. So any nose will cause weakness in the body, and yeses will cause strength in the body, right? So anything that is true for us is a yes, and it is strengthening the muscle itself.
1: It's a binary thing. You get a yes or no answer and it has everything to do with the question you ask, because if your only two answers are yes or no, you have to be very specific with what you're asking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you also have to be very clear before you start that you are not going to try to sway the answer based on the answer that you want. So your deal is, hey, body, you're going to tell me the truth. And in exchange, I'm not going to try and sway you from what the truth is based on what I want to hear.
1: And, and also keep in mind, like what I was saying about needing to ask the right question. For example, if I, I first establish I'm talking to say my guides, my guardian angels, am I talking to my guardian angels? Yes. Do you serve the light? Yes. Do you serve the darkness? No, I've established, a, am I getting clear connection? Yes. Like you want to just kind of set everything up first for some clarity. And then when you ask your question, like if I ask my guardian angels, you know, I'm making this up, should I date Bob? I'm going to get the answer. No most likely, because there are no shoulds. There are no fucking shoulds. An angel is never going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do because they don't believe in shoulds. So you have to ask the question very carefully, like, is it in my best and highest good if I'm looking for love to date Bob? Then you're going to get a clear answer. But you know, if in the grand scheme of things, it's in the best interest for you to date Bob because you're going to overcome some dark work. Shadow to to work, then you might get the wrong answer. So you want to be very specific. If I'm looking for love and happiness, is Bob the best fit for me at this time in my life? And then you get your answer. I just want to specify that the question you asked dictates everything, right, Chris? Yep,
0: yep that's absolutely right. So the first way we're going to do is if you are available to get up, and if you aren't available to get up, then I would recommend re listening to this when you are in a place where you can just listen to it either in your headphones or on a speaker and you stand up and you take an answer that you know to be true, or you can simply say, give me a yes. And your body, if you close your eyes and you kind of relax while you're standing up, your yes answer will pull you forward. Right? Mm -hmm. So that you're leaning forward towards the front of your body. And then you can ask the same question, give me a no, or my name is Bob which is not true, Uh, my name is Christina, then I will get a no and I will start pulling. Bob is
1: making quite the debut in this. He is. I will be pulled backwards.
0: And so I can get a simple yes, no answer from simply going forward or going backwards. And that is the 101 of muscle testing because it is by far the easiest thing that I have like, like have confidence that you can do this because everybody I've ever introduced to muscle testing who's ready and open to it
1: is able to do it that way. And some people also do it with the pendulum, with a the necklace. They'll swing a pendulum. This is a yes, this is a no.
0: Exactly. The second way with your actual hand is connect your thumb and your pinky. Create a circuit that is like a circle between the two, right? So basically, it's a it, it forms a circle on your hand with your other three fingers loose above it. And then use your other hand to see if you can cr- sever the connection, right? So. With all of your strength, connect your pinky and your thumb on your left hand and with your right hand, try and break the, the, it apart. If the answer is a no, you can easily break the connection. If the answer is a yes, you can hold it strong, strong. And so repeat those instructions over and over again. There's also a ton of resources online for muscle testing. So you can ask, cause there could be a different way. There could be a way that works better for you. But the reason I bring up muscle testing is because Anna, at the beginning of the episode, she was talking about how you can identify a contract and she kind of really laid out the ways that you can easily identify a contract in the sense of is something happening over and over again and you feel like you've done all your shadow work and yet it's still around right i've had things with power like i've had i mentioned this in that episode with Sha- with robbie with shabby <laughs> shabby <laughs> with our shaman shaman robbie that that i kept having issues with power like i kept feeling like i was struggling to to really reach my full potential with power And it turns out I had a contract. And so I was able to muscle test and said, do I have a contract with this thing that I cannot, it's this, this monkey on my back that I can't seem to get rid of. And I got a yes. So the reason I bring up muscle testing is it's a very good way to divine whether or not you have a contract. And usually those key indicators, like the things you can't seem to get rid of, even if you do shadow work, and even if you go to healers and if you do all this kind of stuff, it may be that you have a contract that's underlying all of that. And this is a way to eat your, your muscle testing will be able to give you a clear yes or no answer as to whether or not you can.
1: And if you ask the question, soul contract, you might want to also ask unconscious commitment. Like for example, I had a contract, but I'm calling it a contract, but it was an unconscious commitment where I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of, about a lot of things. I come from a Jewish background, so I have a lot of guilt in that culture. There's a, there's a lot of guilt And I noticed that I had an unconscious commitment that for me to feel like I was part of my ancestors and part of the Jewish community, that one of the things that connected me to them so that I would feel that love and connection was my guilt. So I had an unconscious commitment to my guilt because it was something that connected me with them. Like, you know, to sit around and complain, You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, yeah. Like, like I had an unconscious commitment to stay connected to my ancestors and my family through my guilt, and so I had to be willing to let go of that. It wasn't an official contract. I didn't officially ever. I vow to feel guilty so I may be connected to my family members. Like it wasn't that. It was just like I had an unconscious commitment that, hey, in my DNA and in my ancestral, you know, ancestral
0: behavior patterns.
1: Yeah. My ancestral behavior patterns in the lineage that's supporting me because our ancestors are supporting us. I wanted to feel connected to that. And I thought the way to do that was through guilt. So I let that go and decided I'm going to focus instead on the love that my ancestors give me instead. So anyways.
0: Yep. Okay. So how do we go about breaking contracts?
1: So once you've identified them, which Chris has designated with the muscle testing, the next question to ask is, am I ready to release them? And That's an important question to ask because maybe you're not. And why would you not be ready? 99 times out of a hundred, the reason why you're not ready to let it go is you still haven't learned your full lesson here. Wanting to let it go isn't enough. Maybe there's a deeper lesson. So then you might have to use the muscle testing to probe a little further. like. Okay, I'm not ready to give up my guilt. That's a good one. I'm not ready to give up my guilt. Why? Well, because I needed to recognize that I do need the love and support of my ancestors. So getting that peace, I couldn't, I didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like I didn't want to sever all connections to my Jewish ancestors. I needed, I needed to understand it fully. So usually when you ask, am I ready to release it? If you get a no, the question is, well, okay, do I need to know more about this before I release it? and uh, i'm I'm telling you ninety times out of one hundred that's the, that's the reason, right? Chris, could you think of any other reason why you wouldn't be ready?
0: sometimes sometimes you need to probe further into why it serves you, right? Mm-hmm. So so like and and that's kind of just a different way of saying what you just said. that but you know, there could be a reason that, so, for instance, the one that I brought up in the the episode with Robbie was that I had killed an entire town by wielding by being a weather witch and had flooded everybody, right? So I had made all these commitments um, and contracts to limit my power. But the thing is, is that in some ways what I found out later was that I needed to actually evolve. I broke the contract that says that I was limited to this, but I also needed to make a commitment along with it that said that I was going to, you know, I, I could rely on some part of me to recognize if I was being corrupt again. Right? right. So as opposed to just completely untaming the wild horses, I was like, I'm going to at least get them out of the cage, but I'm still going to put bridles on them.
1: Right. 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 So you, you modify, as we say in physical therapy, you modify, it's like, you're not, you're not ready to walk without a walker. Okay. Let's walk with the cane. Right. <laughs> you know, modify. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So those are the steps basically, right. Identify it. Ask if you're ready. If you're not ready, understand why probe a little further. And then when you're ready, when you get that, yes, I'm ready to release it. Then Robbie has a standing when we do this. And I think maybe because to stand is more powerful, but she has a stand and close her eyes. And then imagine a circle around you of all your guides, all your guardian angels that serve the light, all your spirit guides that serve the light, all your ancestors, imagine and uh, them all surrounding you and supporting you. And then you declare out loud, I, you know, regarding this unconscious commitment of fill in the blank or regarding the sole contract of blank. I am now releasing this. I am letting it go. And then you can add your modification, right? Like in yeah. Chris's case, I'm letting it go, but I am asking to be very clearly guided when I am veering off of or my power or responsibility, right? Yes. Chris, okay. Yes, exactly. So you can put your caveat and then you can say, and this will all be in the show notes, our whole list of steps. Through all time and dimensional layers, for the greatest good of all concern, I am letting this go. I am releasing it. May it be. And so it is. And you always want to do that with the highest good for all. Yep. And you want to do it through all dimensional layers because there are multiverses going on. And if you release it in this life, you want it to reverberate in all the dimensions.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So that, that in a nutshell is how to sever a soul contract.
0: Amazing.
1: And then piggybacking this, we had a similar question, which was how do you identify and release an implant on the body? Right, Chris?
0: Exactly. And wonderfully, we've already set the groundwork for how you can easily do this. Because what you again do is you identify if you have an implant and the way that you can usually tell with behavior just by observing your own behavior is that you feel like you're in a bad mood that you cannot seem to get out of. It's like you have a black cloud over your experience and it's just like, oh my fucking God, like what is going on? Sometimes it's a bout of depression that goes on for longer than you would expect it to. Sometimes it's it's whenever anything just feels really bad, right, and, and this is when we used to, um, Like I I always use the example for me of like I was walking into work one day and there are people blowing leaves and I hate blowers like I I just I hate leaf blower so much I think it's like the fey in me that just is like this is so bad for the environment like it's so bad for the sound environment and it just doesn't make any sense to me like I it's one of these like what the fuck human things I literally wanted to hurt the blowing the man who was blowing blowing leaves. Right? Like it was, it went beyond just the observation of my feeling to me actually wanting to enact some sort of violence in my head towards this person. That's how I knew I had an implant. Right. And so those are examples of behavioral things that are happening within your your system that you can say, oh, my God, there's something going on here. Like, I'm so angry that I I can't control it or I'm yelling at my kids so much and I don't know why. Like, those are really good indications that you have an implant. So then what you can then do is you can then use muscle testing and say, do I have an implant? And then you can ask how many you have. You can say, do I have one, do I have two, do I have three? And what will happen is that. If you have one, you'll get a yes. If you have two, you have a yes. And then it'll keep going up until you until you don't have it. So like if I had six implants at a time, which, you know, so let's start with one for everybody. But, you know, like if eventually you kind of get better at this and you get, you're like, oh, yes. I have six implants, then you're going to get a weak, no response on seven. So then, you know, it's six.
1: Right. And usually when you first start doing this work, you might uncover a lot of implants. And then after you take them out, you might not see them again for another 21 days because there their layers, layers underneath our auric field and our auric field is kind of cycling them up. So even if you're not getting it from somewhere outside you, you can be cycling it up from deep within the recesses of your unconscious mind yeah. or karma or DNA. And so, you know, you probably want to check in on the monthly. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And even now, even though Chris and I had spent a year, every 21 days, you would check for implants and entity attachments. We got rid of them after a year and then we would check and they wouldn't, there wouldn't be any, and then say, you know, six months later we'd have one. So you you know, it's not like a one and done thing. Like you have to constantly be checking for new ones in a way.
0: Yep. And the thing that I absolutely love, and you're going to have to correct me on this, but like 21 days is the Venusian day, It was something we don't have to bring it up, but I just thought that that would be interesting.
1: I can't remember the exact details, but Archangel Michael told me why it was 21 days and it correlates somehow to the orbit of Venus. And I can't remember what it was. Yeah.
0: But it was just as a side thing, like there are other reasons that we say these things.
1: There are reasons beyond, beyond (laughs) There are planetary reasons for this that we uh, don't yet understand.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right. So how do we remove an implant, Anna?
1: Well, as we said before, you got to ask, you know, where is it? How many do I have? And then am I ready to release it? And once again, just like, just like a soul contract, sometimes you're not ready to release that implant because you have to understand exactly what it's doing. Maybe not, not necessarily like, how is it serving me? Cause implants don't serve you, but um, how is it affecting me? Like, where is it exactly? Like I had one after giving birth, a really big one that was at the base of my my sacrum and I didn't have to understand it for it to come off but cuz it was clear to me what it was doing but but I've had other ones you know like I had one on my heart and I needed to understand that I had that implant on my heart and that was what was keeping me you know bitter about x y or z so sometimes you before you're able to get to that point of releasing it you have to understand it right
0: yep yep and that's the same if anyone has this is just a touch if anyone knows the emotion code it's the same thing emotion code is releasing stuck emotions and you have to identify it, you have to figure out what emotion it is. And then you usually have to ask if there's something that you need to know about it. It's like, it's like, for some reason, asking the question of, do I need to know more allows it to be acknowledged to the point where it's ready to go. Like, it'll be like, Hey, you recognize that I exist and you recognize that I'm anger. And that I came from your third grandmother twice removed. And therefore we're going to get rid of you. Right. It's the same thing with implants.
1: Right. So this is what I do. Robbie, our shaman, does another method. There are plenty of methods. You just have to find a method that works. And, you know, Archangel Michael told me the steps that you take to removing the implant don't necessarily matter. But what matters is, do you believe in them? Yes. <laughs> because ultimately you're removing the implant. Like I have a friend and she's just like, Boop. she's like, I just pop them off me and it works. I don't believe that I can do that. I don't believe I can just see an implant and it pops right off me. So I have to take my steps that work for me and they work for Christina and that's what works for us. Right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. So for me to, to set it up, to remove an implant, first of all, I can't be touching anybody or operating any kind of machinery. Like I can't do it while I'm driving and I can't do it when I'm touching anyone, even a pet, I have to have my auric field completely isolated because I don't want to risk it getting off me and then jumping onto someone else. Right. Yep. So then what I do is I usually do a little bit of ho'oponopono on it. I thank it and I forgive it. And then what I end up doing is I ask my higher consciousness to shield and protect me and anyone else around me to really make my octahedron strong so that nothing can, can either come in or come out. And then I visualize, imagine, or feel that, that the chakra or the area of my body where the implant is. And if I don't know where it is, I just say all my chakras make tubes that go directly from my auric field straight up to heaven. And then I ask God to take it. I just, I, I ask Archangel Michael to help take it off me and God to receive it. And I just send it up to God because there isn't, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change form. I can't change this thing's form. The only thing I know that can is God. So I basically give it God. And then when that's done, I remove the tubes in my mind and I just go about my business and that works for me. What about you, Chris? I
0: usually do a body scan. I don't do the visualization. And I sometimes ask Hecate, which I've mentioned in the past. I sometimes ask Hecate to help if it's a particularly nasty one but i usually will do body scans with octahedrons like visual octahedrons around my body and then i'm just like hey our kirk angel michael time for spiritual surgery and i'll do a scan of my body like some sort of futuristic movie with scanning going on and and then i'm and then it's gone
1: yeah so the the point is it doesn't matter what your technique is but make it something ceremonial and sacred to you and believe it and if you don't believe it if you don't trust in yourself then go see a shaman, go see a healer. That's what they're there for. And they can take it off of you. And you might need that level of, you know, we talk about Dumbo's feather. You could always do it yourself, but the feather helped Dumbo believe he could fly. Maybe maybe you might in the beginning need to go see a healer to take it off of you to actually believe it. But just understand ultimately, the healer's not doing anything that you couldn't do yourself. You just have to believe.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so like I offer, you know, clearings for people who are, who want to come and you can go to my website, com if you want to know about this, but I offer clearings to people, but I also offer the ability to teach people how to do it themselves, because I think that it is really important if that is what you want. And if that's what you want to aspire to, like everyone should be empowered for their own healing all the time. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Cool.
0: Awesome. Thanks,
1: Thanks for sending us your question. You can send us more at this.spiritual.fix at gmail.com. Next week begins season three, and you are not going to want to miss this episode. We're interviewing Krishna Das. He is considered the chant master of American yoga, and he is a disciple of Neem Karoli Baba. We're going to talk all about his guru and all about how we can remember God.
0: And remember, humility Book a free call with me at www.chriswilte.com forward slash discover.